Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Let me tell you who's in this studio. We have uh, Larry Wayland in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good morning, yeah, Gary. Good morning. And uh, not alone, he also brought I'd like to be on Gary's gun. Oh, that, <laughs> that has, uh, there could only be one person. And uh, Belt, Belt Boy, Boy is in the house. Belt Thank Boy. You. Yeah. I would like to try the gay lifestyle. There we yeah. go. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's got my back. <laughs> you know, the it's mutually assured destruction with you guys. I mean, come on. We just have nuclear oh. weapons back and forth. That's right. Yeah, Brian yeah. never gets tired of that one. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, 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 no. no. no uh, the voice of Scott Van Kirk in the background. SVK in yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah more than time co-host. And uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, if the, we're going to get to show and tell a little later in the program. We're going to talk about some firearms uh, at Modern Arms. Brown Station and, location. Yeah, and if you're interested in them, whatever you do, do not go in and ask for the Scott Van Kirk. No, no, no. no. So you know in advance. Uh, the retail price is a lot better than the yeah. Scott Van Kirk. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's retail plus. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, let's see. Where do we want to start here? we got a lot of stuff that uh, we want to cover. Uh, Brian had a question. I think you guys were kind of kicking this around about... Uh, video and and uh, crime. Brian, you want to bring that story up for yeah, us? Yeah, Scott uh, stepped in the studio this morning. As you know, it's uh, homecoming here in Columbia, and there was a shooting last night at the intersection mm. of Hit and Locust, and I was watching Mike Hester from the Columbia Police Department talking about, uh, you know, looking at videos, that kind of thing. Anyway, it kind of erased an interesting discussion between me and Scott regarding camera surveillance and voluntary... How did you put it... Scott? Voluntary access. Voluntary access regarding cameras. And usually a business owner will give that information up voluntarily anyway. And, I mean, you were saying what, Scott? Well, it's following the news, and I do pay attention to Columbia, even though I do not live in the city of Columbia. Right. Um, there's a proposal, and it's a technology issue. It's, there's a proposal that the, apparently the police department has sought out uh, some sort of a computer system that would allow them access, voluntary access, um, in real time to businesses that have surveillance cameras in the downtown area. Now, if you were, as I understand it, if you're a business owner, you could sign on to, you could sign up for this program or not. So it, that makes thus voluntary. Um, but it would allow the police to actually be able to go, oh, hey, what's going on there and see it in real time, uh, potentially even as something is occurring. Um, and, of course, in typical Columbia City Council um, fashion, they're going to talk about it, and they're going to wring their hands about it, and they're going to clutch their pearls about it. <laughs> and I don't know if it's ever actually yeah, going to happen. Uh, probably commission a study, uh, hire, been a st hire an outside consultant, I don't, I don't spend think, a lot of money. I, I think we're still at the talking about an outside oh, study yeah. phase so as yeah, opposed gotta, to even got to hire an outside consultant. Yeah, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it first, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I, don't have, I don't have a problem with you, as long as it's voluntary. As long as it's yeah. voluntary, and as I understand that, you, the system can allow... I mean, the, the business owners can allow whichever cameras they choose. Yeah. So if you've got a back room mm -hmm. you know, office that has a camera on it, you don't have to give them access to no. that. Um, but it would be, I mean, it could give the police some great advantage of being able to have multiple angles right. as things are unfolding yeah. um, to be able to position themselves to... to sure quickly well, and, and easily you know and what Brian, and what Brian and I were discussing before the show is so now we have this sh this uh, shots fired um, incident at hit and locust and 
the news report that I read when I woke up this morning was they had three people who were wounded. Uh, yes. They're calling for, they're asking pe- the public for any video they might have of it and everything like that. And Brian asked me, it's a good question. He says, well, now what will the police do? I said, well, they'll probably, you know, one of the things that they'll do is they'll do a video canvas and they'll go around to all the businesses located in that area. And if they have cameras, then they got to contact the business owner. And they've got to say, hey, this is, you know, officer so-and-so from the Columbia Police Department. We had an incident that may have been caught on your video surveillance system. Could you come in? And sit down with one of our officers, because you know how overstaffed the Columbia Police Department is anyway, <laughs> and go through however long, you know, they got to find the, the time that it happened. It wouldn't and the police go into the business to do that? But where else are you going to do it? That's where no, all I'm the, at the Columbia Police would walk into the, the store instead of the store owner walking to Columbia Police. And no, no. The, what would happen? Well, the technology is available for them to send it right to the police station i mean they can give them access i don't think that we're at that point no that's what this system is talking about is where you have access to it i would uh, more more likely um you've got a hard drive in the business right that has the camera footage on it it's now 10 after 8 in the morning on a saturday Mm mm-hmm Odds are that there's no one at those businesses. Right, those yeah. are evening businesses. So you've got to find the person yes. who owns that business, and they've got to come down to their business, and you've got to meet them there. Yep. You've got to sit down in whatever office they have yep. at a computer where this is at and try and get that, and it delays everything as we're trying to look for somebody. Plus, puts everybody in a position, and again, given how overstaffed the Columbia Police Department is, I'm sure it's fine that they can <laughs> free up an officer to go sit in an office and look at the video. <laughs> it's um, funny because if you ever watch a Michael Bay video or anything like that, Enemy of the State, you would think like they could just click buttons and steal all of that. But no, it's in 2022, and we still have to like walk around with a flash drive or upload it so they can get it. So yeah. that's interesting. Well, I think it would be uh, a great asset uh, if they would... Uh, you and, know, I, and that's precisely why I don't think it'll probably ever happen. <laughs> uh, it makes too much it makes sense. too much sense. It's yeah. too easy. Oh, well. Um, what about uh, crime in Columbia? It, 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 do you guys sense that it's getting a little out of hand? <laughs> um, yeah. Let me offer up my personal experience from living on Bodie Drive, where we had shots fired every other week, zero arrests in the nine years that I lived there, and I had a bullet come through the front door of my house right before we moved. So, yes, absolutely. I've lived in Columbia all my life. I know Larry's been here at least a year or two longer than me. Yeah. But, yeah, it went from this nice little quiet town to there's gun shooting. There's shootings every every week. So you're a grandmaster level champion at yeah. fireworks or gunshots. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Literally. We had to cover our cars yeah. every July for yeah. freaking the 4th of July war that was on our street. Absolutely. All right, so why, Fireworks or gunshots, yeah. Why, why in a city the size of Columbia, Missouri, would there, you know, you can see St. Louis. And this is someplace, this is a, a direction I wanted to talk about today. Uh, but why in Columbia? Columbia is not a huge city. Why would we have that kind of problem? I always joke about. I would. I would argue it's not that law enforcement don't put out a great effort. Uh, I think they do. Oh, I think law enforcement puts out the best effort they possibly can. But when you start to look at staffing issues, you look at um, prosecution rates. Prosecution rates. You look at general uh, municipal government support for the job that they're doing, so to speak. And I'm not. I'm not talking in the specific, you know, we're like, oh, this, you know, we don't we don't support or like our officers. We're just of a political bent Mm. that tends to be 
less law enforcement. Okay, law enforcement. And when you say yeah. we, <laughs> you mean Colombia, right. not we present. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it, I mean, because here's the thing: we have, and this is another story I think I heard on the station um, early, maybe on Brandon's show a week or so ago, that that Lincoln University's law enforcement program was it Lincoln? Mm-hmm. I could be making this. I could be making a mistake, and I could be confusing it with a story. Oh, I am confusing it with a story up in Minnesota. I apologize. Still relevant. You have a technical college up in Minnesota that is changed that is removing the word law enforcement from their law enforcement program materials. What? It's not. It's a. It's a peace officers program. We don't use the. Ter- they don't use the term enforce they, law. No, yeah. no, no. Law Just enforcement peace. will not appears in. It, they have to scrub the two words law enforcement appearing together through from all of their teaching materials, all of their all of their um, pamphlets and their promotional materials, and they essentially have to stop using the term law enforcement. How insane is that? It's, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's stupid. It's, yeah, it, it, that's, but, that's just wokeness gone off, off and, the and rails. I, and, I mean, I, and I think that Columbia suffers from a huge... Uh, woke problem? Woke yeah. problem. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that's going to affect it. I've um, We've had this discussion off the air. I don't know if we've ever had this discussion on the air. But from a law enforcement standpoint, you don't ever solve problems. Okay? You solve very few problems. Yeah. And if you do, it's on a one-on-one level. When you talk about a greater problem where it relates to crime... And this is my opinion as a former law enforcement officer, so take it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. You don't solve these problems. Mm-hmm. You make a concerted effort through the type of enforcement that you do to move these problems someplace else. Mm. You essentially make it where these problems are no longer welcome in your community and they go someplace else. That's, mm. if that's you, the goal. Yeah. If you support even... Um, if you just, make it comfortable for right, the criminals and, and, and yeah. you coddle them, yeah. that's like you know building the homeless recreation center yeah. that if we're going to do. That's brilliant. We'll get more of those, hey, too. If you build it, they will come. If you coddle, they will stay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is kind of where I wanted to go with this. You know, And I, w- I expected originally that I was going to talk about St. Louis, Kansas City, New York, Cleveland, Boston, all those cities. But, but you know, the conversation today started in, in Little Columbia, which is kind of surprising that it would have this problem. But I think there is something that they uh, all these cities have in common. And I'll kick that around with you guys in just a few. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. You want to send me a message, go to GaryNolan.com. You can send a message and it'll pop up in studio. In uh, the meantime, Ellis Bennis is with us, a.k.a. Beltboy, thesuperbelt.com. Uh, Scott Van Kirk is in, former law enforcement and a great firearms trainer. And uh, Larry Wayland is is in, of course, from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. <laughs> and uh, we all know that the Second Amendment is ostensibly was written into the Constitution uh, so that uh, we could literally intimidate government, so that <laughs> we could keep the government from, uh, well, I would say becoming what it's become, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a tyrannical government. But, of course, the other side of the, uh, you know, one of the other attributes of uh, uh, having that Second Amendment is that you can carry a firearm to protect yourself. And I think more and more Americans uh, over the course of the last two years have engaged in just that. They've purchased firearms and in huge numbers to protect themselves because crime is getting so far out of hand. The entire Republican Party is running on crime. And if you look at every major urban area in the country, at least that I'm aware of, violent crime, among others, is up. 
There's not a day that goes by, I think, that I don't hear somebody in New York City being shoved onto the uh, the tracks of an oncoming train. Uh, there are people being shot, beaten up all all the time. It's just it's it's really getting pretty ridiculous. You don't usually see it in smaller cities, uh, so it, it, it's kind of a surprise to me that uh, that we have this problem in Colombia. And it's not for lack of effort on the part of law enforcement, but there is something that we must be doing wrong in major urban areas all around the country. Now, there are a couple of, you know, uh, a couple of things that sort of tie it together. I can't think of a major urban area that isn't run by Democrats, both the city council and the mayors. Uh, so is it something they're doing? Uh, and I'll just kind of uh, go around the clock here. Scott, is it something the Democrats do that make crime you know, so much more rampant in uh, major cities. Well, and um, and I'm going to separate the left from uh, because I honestly do believe that there are good people. I have friends who are Democrats, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. So I'm not going to throw the Democrat la- label on there because of party affiliation. It's a leftist thing, and they have they have essentially constructed um, legislatively over the years uh, a metropolitan area where there's just there's a certain amount of crime that is built into the mix, and that's just the way they're going to do it. Um, they have, in most recent years, with the quote-unquote bail reform stuff and the catch-and-release and the defund the police and everything else like that, made that problem exponentially worse, in my opinion, but it's, it's, it's kind of built into the cake, and they just have decided to put four coats of frosting on it recently. Four coats of frosting. Well, they- Certainly have exacerbated the problem. Uh, so is is it something that Democrats are doing, or is it just the fact that there are so many people in such a tiny you know area uh, that kind of saturation that uh, you know leads us to the crime problem that we've got? Uh, Larry, what do you think? Well, I don't. I, I think you could have uh, that population density and 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 have it be have it have less crime. If you were serious about holding people accountable for their actions, but our entire society, you know, with the everybody gets a trophy culture, um, doesn't hold people accountable uh, for their actions. It doesn't reward success. It um, it, it it rewards mat- misbehavior. And and when that when you coddle criminals, you get more criminals. And when you're uh, you know when you make it untenable to be a criminal in an area, they'll leave. Or you know, if you're if you're incarcerate, if you can afford to incarcerate them, and and keep them off the streets, then the the bad guys are gone. You know, and yeah, will new bad guys evolve? Yes, but you make it untenable for them to be engaged in that criminal activity. Um, you know, you can have populations that dense and and have it have less crime mm-hmm. it, it's not just strictly density it's a lack of personal accountability yeah density is a is a contributing factor and that's you know if, if we flip it back to columbia when we talk about the density issue columbia is the perfect size city and had it is a wonderful city for, if, for things that you want to do yeah. but it's also a wonderful city size wise where you still can push the majority of your criminal element out of your area if with ever. a concerted effort and yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah and everybody on board yep all right ellis i think that larry is is kind of on to something but i don't think i don't think we've really nailed it quite yet what i what i think is that 
bless their hearts, those Democrats out there who are always trying to keep people from falling through the cracks, literally enable crime uh, by, uh, you know, giving them food, uh, uh, giving them money for food and giving them housing and uh, you know, kind of setting them up for failure. They never have to get on their feet. Uh, and, and, and I think what Scott said about, uh, you know, the recent, uh, you know, developments where prosecutors, uh, mostly backed by George Soros, are saying, yeah, we're going to let you out, even if you are a threat to society. I, I think the well-meaning leftists are enabling this kind of crime to happen and then blaming guns for a lot of it. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, love the, I love the heart behind the idea of we feel bad for the way somebody grew up or something like that. I mean, I fully support the idea that some people have it worse than others. But the fact of the matter is, it's still a choice whether, however you grew up, you decide to turn into a violent criminal or not. And so being, you know, trying to help people, trying to, trying to move in the right direction, I completely support that idea. But whenever somebody steps over that line, that's when we as a society have put laws into place saying, okay, you're no longer allowed to be a part of society. Yeah, you if don't you play well with others. Yeah, yeah, you don't play well with others. You have lost that privilege. And so, yeah, going soft on those those hard and, and horrible crimes seems just, like you said, it just sets up the road where they're like, well, hey, even if I commit X, Y, or Z, I'm probably going to see very little prison time, if any at all. So what's what's the reason not to? I mean, the only reason you don't rob a bank is because you don't want to go to jail. But if you found out that there was a 0% chance that you were going to go to jail for <laughs> robbing the bank, then banks are going to start getting robbed a lot more often. Yeah. And it's the same thing with any other crime. So if, uh, if we uh, turn around and let these criminals loose, uh, don't hold them accountable, we've got a problem. If we say you can sleep on the street and, uh, and you can sleep in the park, you're going to develop a problem. Uh, it, because those are public lands that aren't designed to be camping, uh, you know, <laughs> campgrounds. Uh, so when people like, for instance, San Francisco, uh, where they they just seem to turn a blind eye to this sort of thing, uh, the the crime rates go up, the homeless rates go up. Nobody is getting help. The property I, values go down. Yes, businesses yes. close. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they actually help to create a problem. Uh, by being nice, literally by being nice. Well, by not so holding people accountable for their actions yeah. and and having good expectations for them. You know, uh, continuing to lower the bar right. for for expectations doesn't serve people. Yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't give them an an, a, an environment in which they can thrive. You can even look at this from a parenting metaphor. Yeah, I, I most of us have tried to raise children, and the idea is if you give them everything they want and never discipline them, you're going to have a rotten, rotten kid. Yeah, they turn out like, well, Brian. <laughs> Up against the clock. Wow. Great. That was harsh. After all these years, he's finally out of the closet. I would like to try the gay lifestyle. <laughs> Here's Gary Nolan. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Brian is going to get fired. This is Everybody say goodbye to Brian. This is his last week on the show. Yeah. Brian, can, Brian can fight back. Yeah. I like it. Hey, that liner is back in rotation now. I wonder why that happened. Oh. I, I don't understand oh, it. Oh, man. But I kind of like that liner, don't you? You know, 
Brandon's show um, <laughs> runs a little earlier, but I could trade producers. <laughs> <laughs> Might actually be an improvement, to tell you the truth. <laughs> At least this oh. producer's got some talent, you know. <laughs> All right, listen. Did you guys get a chance to watch this video of the firefighter? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let me go around the the, uh, the table here and, uh, and get your feedback. Uh, I'm going to start with Scott because he's got the best uh, uh, handle on law enforcement background. What What did you think uh, watching that video? Uh, well, what did I thought? I mean, I did a little more research other than just reading that one story. I went back to previous stories and things like that. And and if I had to sum it all up, I guess uh, my my take on it is before you decide to intercede or place yourself in mm. any form of conflict, the question that you need to ask yourself is, is my life worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Because he stepped up to whatever, defend the clerk's honor or whatever the case may be from the guy who was flapping his jaws or maybe being profane or insultive or whatever the case may be and that resulted in a physical confrontation the other guy had a gun which fell out of his waistband um and he must not have had a super belt he didn't have that's a right. super belt <laughs> <laughs> i thought he had a super and if he did it was down here yeah. that's the story Hard rock the rock guy low. didn't have a super belt <laughs> yeah it was it was yeah but um well, and, I, and then he oh. gets engaged in a physical confrontation, which by everything I can see on the video, he was more than winning. But why? And then the... Uh, the, the firefighter other, was winning. Yeah, oh, yeah, by, yeah. by yeah. a wide margin. Yeah. And uh, the girlfriend of the guy who initially was the jerk or whatever you want to call it, uh, picked up the gun and she's yelling for them to stop. Uh, and um, she proceeds to shoot and kill the firefighter. Well, that's that shocked me too. I was like, if if somebody pulls a gun on me, even if I'm winning the fight on the ground, when the person off to the side oh, is saying stop laying? fighting, yeah. and I'm holding a gun on me, you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good with not fighting now, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But no, the KC firefighter just he was choking the guy out. Like, yeah. I had no fear. I guess he just gambled on that he figured she wasn't going to do it or something. Well, so. it's a, there's a lot of adrenaline there. Yeah. There's obvious, obviously. Well, and we what's, don't, we what's don't his get... out? Yeah, what's his outcome if if he if he lets go? Yeah, it, you know, is he still dead or now that the oh, the point. guy that that he's subduing is now take the in a position well, to, yeah, to yeah, attack? Yeah, yeah. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you can't Monday morning that. Good um, point. Yeah. But that that decision cycle is one of those that you need to pregame. Yeah, you need to to. You know, pre-plan out what level, when, when will I get involved? Mm. You know, yeah. or, 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 or at all, or yeah, when yeah. will I choose? Yeah. Mm, this is not my fight. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. Well, like I said, every every one of those is a decision. Where yeah. is my? At the end of the day, is my life worth this? Right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah, if he it lets is. go, if he lets go of this guy, yeah. Uh, he's going to pick up that same gun and shoot him anyway. Yeah, but see that, it's but, likely that. But even happen. even yeah. the, the the decision goes way back before that. Yeah, the I decision goes back to do I get involved at all? Because we can see that you. So the guy's running his mouth. You decide to run your mouth at him. You deciding to run your mouth at him is it worth your right. life? Right. Because how many steps does it take for us to get here? Right. Not very many. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because the, 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 the prerequisite, the start of this, was not that this guy pulled a gun on the clerk. Nope. He was just running his mouth. Yep. So, like, you, you were talking about law enforcement, move the problem elsewhere. If you just get him out of the store, well, then that's done, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, isn't that, or call the police, because yeah. that's their job. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that one of the, the most important attributes you have as a concealed carry permit holder? To find a way 
to avoid, to, <laughs> yeah, avoid yeah, well, it. Yeah. literally to yeah. talk it down, to yeah, yeah. to back away. If I'm, but if this, there's a confrontation and I'm carrying a firearm, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to have to pull that firearm, and I don't want anybody else to. I. I just I want to talk my way out of that. We talked but, about de-escalation several but, times. But that issue here is this: the firefighter wasn't carrying a gun. No. Um, he, based on the on the how the fight went, he probably has some martial arts background because he yeah. was he was dominating the yeah, fight. The problem time. is you only can fight one person at a <laughs> yeah, time, and there's yeah. a there's there's the great equalizer yep. has already hit the ground and been picked up by the other side. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's definitely some ego involved here. Yeah. There's definitely, you know, I mean, I get the point, and I'm really sorry that he's dead, and yeah. I'm really sorry for his family and everything else like that. But from a purely objective standpoint, you got to think. Yeah. Before you get involved, you yeah. got to think before you get involved. I watch things happen all the time, mm-hmm. and I watch them happen, and I go, hmm, hmm, <laughs> hmm. Would the world be a better place if I punched that person in the face? Um, yes. Briefly, 99% of the time, br- yes. Briefly, it was. He looked at Larry when he said just, that, by the way. He looked right at Larry when he said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because I didn't want you to see me coming at you. And, uh, but at the end of the day, you just watch. You yeah. monitor, and you're just like, hmm, hmm. This, this may get to a point, or... I see this getting to a point, so I'm voting with my feet, and I'm out the door. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do you guys all agree that it was self-defense? N- no. You mean on the part of the woman shooting the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I By, st- by statutory definition, yeah. You had... Um, you got so you're gonna get into all of the the interplay with primary and secondary aggressors, but you always physically is usually the the main determiner. Um, I think the prosecutor's office was probably right in Whoa. their decision not to press charges based on self defense. The guy, the firefighter, had a physical advantage over the other individual, and a reasonable person, if you walked upon that scene, would say that guy's probably gonna kill him. He wow. has him in a chokehold. Um, and everything else like that. So we have to look at it from through that lens, not from the lens that this was the guy running his mouth and this is a you know a life uh, a ten year veteran of the fire department or anything else like that. You have to remember the lens by which you want to be judged, and it's the same lens. It has yeah. to always be the same lens. She verbalized. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that she did she right. Did, she yeah. did. She did a flow chart, man. Yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she, she really did. She showed. She showed reluctance. Um, she attempted to de-escalate the situation. She she is she's doing all of those things on video. Yeah. Now she may be on what some of many of us many people will say is the wrong side of this, but. She's yeah. not the convicted felon. The boyfriend is. Right. And and everything else with that. So, no, it's it was a good call from a prosecution standpoint. No joke. Even with the... We, we talk about that de-escalation. We talk about the different steps before you get to using lethal force. Mm-hmm. So, how does that factor into this, too? I mean, I, I guess she's a small lady versus two guys that are in the middle of a fight. No, so, no, it's, that it's, escalation no, no, she, goes... The, the reason that the prosecutor cites for not was defense of others. Okay. She used deadly force in defense, defense of, of somebody the, else of okay. the boyfriend. Okay, yeah. because he was be, he was he was in the the uh, 
the supine position down. Right. He's being choked out by yeah. an individual. How long are you going to let me choke you before you're going to take action? Gotcha. How long? Are, how? What's what's your thing? It's it's it's. I don't want to comment on yeah. that on the air. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, yeah, you took that. You took that in a very strange way. But <laughs> it's, it's, oh, well, let's, let's 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 change that. You have you have you have a vast disparity between two individuals in a, yeah. in a hypothetical. Right. So you are a. Um, 70 year old man who has some health issues and you're, um, you're not that, you know, you're five, six, five, right. seven, one fifty, one. You know, you're not going to win the ultimate. And you've got, physically. you've got someone yeah. my size punching you in the face. Yeah. How many times are you going to let me punch you in the face right. before that's a deadly force situation? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I guess that's a good point. I'm, I'm, I was looking through it through all the other paints, like you just said. Yeah. And so, no, from looking at it completely objectively, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So the fireman uh, mm. may have had the best intentions, may have been a really good guy, but yeah. he, he overplayed his hand. He made a bad choice. And he made that mistake right at the get-go. I think it's a, I think it's a valid case study for people to watch and to start to try and look at it through those various lenses and come to the realization, people who are interested in, in carrying whatever tool whatever tools for personal protection and watch how fast things go to hell yeah. yeah and realize that the decision that led to this going to hell happened way before this yeah yeah it's a just it just it cascades very quickly yeah, yeah. and that's Anybody, the way there, there's so going. there's so few off ramps yeah oh yeah. yeah once you make once you pick the main main yeah. on ramp yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 There, there, there's there's yeah. very few off ramps yeah. yeah anybody wants to watch the video Go to the Facebook page, Gary on Guns, uh, and it's listed there. We got show and tell coming up. We got all kinds of things coming. We got to talk about Belt Boys belts. Super belts. <laughs> the yeah, super belt. superbelt.com. Uh, and you can get those, by the way. Uh, at the Brown Station location over at Modern Arms. That's right. Yeah. Where Larry will both uh, measure your waist and your inseam. <laughs> 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 it's Gary and Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is Gary on Guns, Scott Van Kirk, former law enforcement, train, a firearms trainer. Uh, he is in studio. We've got Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. <laughs> He's in studio. And, of course, we have Ellis Bennis, Belt Boy. Super Belt. Da -na 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 -na. Super Belt. Yeah. <laughs> belt, belt Boy. Um, so uh, you can go to Target. Uh, <laughs> Wrong guy. Wrong no, no. guy. Can't Abort. go there. You can go, <laughs> you can go to Target and, 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 buy a belt belt. and get yourself a new shower curtain. Yeah. 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 Talking about belts for the day that you right. get at Modern Arts. Modern right. <laughs> but if you go to Modern Arts. Woo! <laughs> 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 close. Brown uh, Station location. Yeah, that's the Brown Station location. <laughs> but you can get a discount, can't you? If you, you go sure there? can. If you let Larry measure your inseam. <laughs> not, not contingent on that. You still get the discount. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but they Absolutely. are custom-made belts to, to the exact size that you need. And uh, Ellis will uh, will create that and right. uh, mail it right to your house. Absolutely, we've got samples there in the store of the material. Uh, you can see the you know the the two two different colors. Yeah. I only have the inch and a half. I don't have the the one inch belt. Oh, okay. But it's pretty easy to visualize. Absolutely, this same belt just a half inch half narrow. narrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally exactly. The same. It's exactly yeah. the same. Yep. Um, but it you know carries a gun well. They're they're they don't warp. They don't twist. They don't stretch. 
It's an amazing belt, and it could be the last belt you ever need to buy. That's right. Which was yeah. a, it's a horrible business model. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, if I sell one belt to every American, I'll retire. Yeah. yeah. He's engineered he, obsolescence is against my religion. Yeah. He he gives out uh, the belt and a, uh, a, a a free coupon to go to. Uh, you know, the ice cream place. <laughs> we will hold back the advancing tide of belly. <laughs> so yeah. if you put on a few pounds, you should know the belts have the tensile strength of Bethlehem steel. Yeah. It'll hold you in. Yeah. Should I, should, when I get this belt, should I get it just a little bit longer in case I put on a few pounds? Oh, no, 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 no. We, we talked about that a few weeks yeah. ago. The only way I can sell you two colors, two wits, unless you get fatter. Yeah. At this point, I can finally but but if you're uh, you know if you're putting that holster clipping that holster on your belt uh, every day and you're wearing a leather belt uh, two things happen one is that uh, it begins to sort of shred where you put the holster on yep uh, and then where the belt loops are uh, where the belt holes are um, they eventually start to stretch and the leather starts to rip and yep. it it's unsightly. Yep. This belt is just indestructible, I That's think. That's the idea. Le I mean, it's simply, we used leather for as long as we had leather. That was the only option that we had yeah. until the super belt came out. That's just right. like we used to ride horses until we got cars. You know, leather is just an outdated material for belts. The super belt has completely replaced it. Nobody should use leather anymore. It's gross. It's absorbent. It stretches. It's all bad. Yeah. I, it, there's nothing good about a leather nothing belt. Nothing good about a leather belt. No. It's, and super, you can, the you super can actually, belt is vegan? It is, actually. I never talk about that on this that on this program, but it is. Yeah, there's zero animal product in yeah, it. No, no cattle died as the zero, result. Right? Yeah. Zero cattle died. But but you can, uh, you can actually dip this thing in Clorox. You sure can, and it right. will not hurt it. So all the people worried about germs and stuff, you never washed your belt. If you have a leather belt hanging in your closet, every time you've gone to the bathroom, some remnant of that is hanging in your closet right now. Uh, oh, Just see, throw that's it away oh, and go yeah. buy a super belt and wash it off. It's so easy. Okay, we'll give we'll give people a few seconds to go ahead and work. Are you eating breakfast right now? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's it. not the breakfast hour at all. <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday between eight and nine a.m. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Uh, everybody. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, geez, you know what's fun is uh, rifle raffles. They're rifle raffle. Yeah. Hey, rifle raffle. Somebody raffle. was just having a raffle. Great news. Somewhere. I've got a rifle raffle going on. Oh, no. Let me, let me tell you about modern it. Arm. I know this. At modern Brown Station location. Brown Station location. <laughs> so, coming up on the 30th day of October, just right away, we're going to do a drawing, or we're going to culminate with the drawing. This is um, a, a fundraiser for the Columbia Police Officers Association. And right after the 9 o'clock hour, we've got Jacob Yarnell, a match director that's going to call in and uh, give us some details about the match. But you don't have to shoot the match to get involved in the drawing. Tickets are $20 a piece. If you want to support the uh, Columbia Police uh, Officers Association, you can get seven tickets for a $100 donation. And we're giving away a beautiful Glock 43X MOS model with a Crimson Trace green dot optic already installed. It comes with the two 10-round factory Glock magazines and two of the Shield Arms 15-round um, capacity magazines, uh, all included in a package. And like I say, we're going to draw that on the 30th day of October at the culmination of the Big Iron 
um, shooting competition that's going to be held at uh, Green Valley Rifle and Pistol Club. More more details to come about that right after the nine o'clock hour. So, um, so where would yeah. where would somebody go to get one of those at, at Modern mm-hmm. Arms at the Brown Station location? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how handy! Yeah, Man, rifle raffle. Sounds- even if it's a pistol, you can say rifle. Yeah, rifle, you can say right? it, yeah. rifle raffle. Pistol raffle just doesn't roll no, off. No, 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 rifle no, no. raffle. It doesn't roll off the tongue the yeah. way it should. Even if you don't play, it's fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> rifle raffle. Even that rhymed. Good job, Larry. Rifle raffle. Wow, that's actually pretty nice. Yeah. That's it's a great really deal. nice. Yeah. Good way All to right. support our local uh, police officers association. We've got uh, show and tell coming up. We'll do that uh, a little later uh, in the program. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's talk about Canada. Because they have installed a gun freeze in Canada. So you can't sell or buy a firearm in Canada. Because they're trying to cut down on crime. You know how dangerous those Canadians are, right, Scott? Don't you know, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in May, uh, Trudeau announced that they were going to put this in place. And what do you suppose happened to gun sales in May when he said they're going to put in this freeze? Uh, they dropped right off to nothing. Yeah, everybody knew they couldn't yeah. have a gun in the future, so they didn't buy one, right? That's right. <laughs> Wrong Bigfoot breath. Mm. Uh, yeah, of course, as you guys are facetiously uh, pointing out, they actually sold through the roof. Gun sales spiked uh, in the months since. And uh, now, of course, this, uh, this uh, gun ban is in place. You, you, you can't uh, sell your gun... You can't buy a gun. You can't import a gun. Uh, they're making it as, diff- as difficult as they can. And they think somehow that this is going to stop gun crime. Not that it wasn't already difficult in Canada to, to purchase a firearm to begin with. But the bad guys are not going to be paying much attention to this because they're what? Uh, criminals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bad guy. That's their business. I'm a bad guy. So I don't have to... It's what I do. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Break the laws. It's what I do. So if you break another law, well, you know, that's just... Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? So they're not going to really stop anything. And it... It hasn't worked anywhere else. It no, it is going to stop Australia. something. It's going to stop the legal people from purchasing firearms to defend themselves. That's what it's stopping. Yeah, makes that, makes people more vulnerable. Yep. You're right. That's it. And that's all it does. Uh, Tim says, good morning, gents. I don't know if you would have time to talk about this today, maybe for show and tell. But could someone maybe talk about a 1911-45 ACP Ooh. that's quality for a person on a budget? Thanks, Kim- Tim. Kimber? <laughs> there's there's some there's some good products in the marketplace Absolutely. on that. Yeah, there are yeah, reasonably priced. Yeah. Larry, some... Larry's looking up all the answers to that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google it up. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back to carry on guns or talk about a match you might want to watch. Might even want to, well. Join in. It'll yeah. be fun. That's next. Carry on guns.